When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, before we start, you might want to check out our other podcasts covering topics like personal development and minimalism, money, health, relationships, and more. So to optimize your life in other areas, just search for Optimal Living Daily in your podcast app. Now, on to the show. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1721, Subconscious Self-Sabotage, What It Is and How to Avoid It, by Laura Stack of theproductivitypro.com. Hello, everybody, and thanks so much for joining our weekly bonus episode of Optimal Relationships Daily. I'm Greg Audino, your host, and this week I will be sharing a previously aired episode of Optimal Living Daily with you. As you heard in the title, this one is all about self-sabotage, which is definitely something that has a huge impact on the relationships we have with ourselves and others. I think you're going to love this one. So here is my main man, Justin, with the reading and his commentary as we optimize your life. Subconscious Self-Sabotage, What It Is and How to Avoid It by Laura Stack of theproductivitypro.com Have you ever figuratively shot yourself in the foot by doing something so stupid it compromised your job or career? Do you ever feel like you're really two people, one driven to achieve while the other holds you back like an anchor buried in rock? Do you sometimes think you don't really deserve what you've accomplished in life? You're really a fraud who's always faking it and people just can't tell? If you can honestly say no, then you're one of those rare people so confident in yourself and where you're going and your way of doing things that you never have to worry about this topic of self-sabotage. Unfortunately, however, self-sabotage is all too common a human failing and many of us have fallen for it at least occasionally. Oddly enough, it doesn't even have to be your own actions that bring it on. You may have heard of survivor guilt, where those who survive a terrible catastrophe feel guilty for surviving when so many others didn't. Self-sabotage can arise from the corporate equivalent of survival guilt. If you manage to keep your job while the layoff notices are flying and even manage to stay calm the whole time, you may find, to your surprise and your managers, that your performance plunges after you're safe. I know a fellow who survived a mass layoff only to practically dare his VP to fire him by spending too much time on the internet. He couldn't seem to control himself, but he realized his problem in time and force himself to strain up and fly right. I've read about similar cases. When this happens, your mind seems to be trying to tell you you're not worthy of having survived a downsizing. Other people start down the path of self-sabotage when they stop enjoying their work, even if they don't realize it consciously. Their subconscious mind steps in and starts making them late for meetings, causing mistakes they fail to fix in time, or accidentally breaking or destroying important, expensive things. Their subconscious wants them to get fired, maybe so they can try again. Unfortunately, getting fired and starting over is rarely conducive to a successful career. Why is self-sabotage so pervasive? Some self-sabotage may arise because we believe we deserve whatever we're doing, whether it's good or bad, eating all those donuts, slacking off, missing meetings, or whatever. On the other hand, maybe self-sabotage is written in our DNA. 
We humans aren't that far removed from the caveman days and the many, many generations of our predecessors learned the lesson that in order to survive, we have to stay safe. Taking chances, facing change, or trying new things can be dangerous. So even when we're eager to go ahead with it on one level, on another, we want to stay safe. It's safest never to stick your neck out after all. The thing is, we no longer have to worry about most of our prehistoric dangers, having defeated them long ago, but perhaps our biology hasn't yet caught up with that. Avoiding self-sabotage. If you find yourself on the pathway to self-destruction, prove to yourself that you're worthy of the good things you've accomplished. You deserve where you are today and you don't deserve negative, hurtful behaviors. Try these tips. Number one, stop waiting for the ax to fall. Some forms of self-sabotage emerge not from survivor guilt, but from anticipating that something bad will happen to you, especially if such things are happening to others all around you. Because you fear it so much, your subconscious may be implementing what it thinks is a quick, easy way out. Get that possibility out into the open so you can deal with it. Even better, have plans for what you'll do if the ax really does fall, whether that's to find a better job, become a full-time father, start a business, or write that book you've been putting aside for so long. Having a fallback position can ease your subconscious mind and get it to stop sabotaging you for your own good. Number two, take a close look at your subconscious beliefs. Just because something is subconscious doesn't mean it's inaccessible or unpredictable. Examine the patterns of your life. What kinds of negative actions predominate? Do you play on the internet when you should be working, like the guy I mentioned? Do you socialize too much? Maybe you think you deserve it because the person next to you slacks off. Or maybe you're stressed out and find it comforting, the way some of us find overeating or binge-watching movies comforting. Whatever the self-destructive beliefs are, find them and confront them. Number three, replace bad beliefs with better ones. As they say in most 12-step programs, the first step is admitting you have a problem. Once you've identified a bad belief, examine it, detach it from whatever emotion it seems to be associated with, and work to develop a better one. Instead of playing computer games when you're uneasy or bored, you might start working on a someday task you need to get done eventually, but not urgently. After getting back in the groove, you may be able to move on to more pressing tasks. It's kind of like replacing donuts with carrot sticks when you get hungry. Find something that's beneficial and form a habit that's stronger than the unhealthy habit. Number four, seek professional care. I'm a big fan of self-help, but if nothing else works, seek professional help. Start with your primary care physician. Sometimes self-sabotage results from biological causes beyond the aforementioned caveman response. For example, if you suffer from sleep apnea and fail to get restful sleep, you'll never feel your best and that makes it easy for doubt and negative self-talk to worm their way into your subconscious. Maybe you need to undergo a sleep study. If that doesn't work, see a counselor who might be able to help with identifying underlying problems you never really dig into otherwise. If medication will be helpful, take it. Don't just think of yourself as broken and give up. You're not broken, just a bit off the track, and you can get back on the rails in time. Outsmart self-sabotage. You're not only descended from tens of thousands of generations of survivors, you have access to the knowledge and technology we've built up over the millennia, not to mention your own stubborn willpower. Use it to outsmart self-sabotage when it rears its ugly head before it kills your career. It's a real pain to start over just because the outdated caveman in your head wants you to and you weren't strong enough or well enough informed to stop him from blocking your full potential. Get out there and fight. 
You just listen to the post titled Subconscious Self-Sabotage, What It Is and How to Avoid It by Laura Stack of theproductivitypro.com. Thank you to Laura. Replacing bad beliefs is a tough one, but definitely possible. I know I mentioned this recently, yesterday, I think, but journaling is a nice way to do this. You can write a list of some of your beliefs or bad habits, then write a column next to it with what you could replace those with. The key will be awareness though, so when you're aware of those beliefs, you can change them in the moment. You really need that. And awareness is built stronger through tools like meditation. But even if you don't get that far, writing things out is a great place to start. That should do it for the Friday episode. Have a great weekend if you're listening in real time and I'll catch you over the weekend where optimal life awaits.